Hello and welcome to Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll look back at week three, where we spent a few not-so-relaxing days in South Florida before checking in with how our fantasy teams got on. Make sure you stick around with us all the way to the end as we look ahead to this season's first game outside of the US as Wembley plays host to the Atlanta Falcons versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. For those of you that are new here, welcome. Uh, we're on Twitter, at 2 toms one ash where you can reach out to us with any questions or even just take the piss out of us for that uneducated fantasy advice. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a review and rating, that'd be awesome too. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. Evening, gents. Good to see you both. Um, it's been a good 24 hours since we've caught up. Um, Charlie, how are you, mate? You recovered? Full of enthusiasm? Uh, I don't know about full of enthusiasm. I'm exhausted, but in a good way. Because, uh, yeah, awesome, awesome weekend. But it's taken a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I must admit. Kind of what that just about starting to get over jet lag on that side. And then and then and then back back to UK time. Scully, how are you? Exactly the same. Bodies in bits, voices all over the place. But what a, what a weekend! Absolutely unreal weekend with you two boys. It's been uh, it's just been unbelievable. But yeah, struggling now, exhausted. Yeah, well, well let, let's dive straight in. Um, so. So yeah, so as we know, a couple of games which we'll cover in a moment, but but a real whirlwind. So we landed in Miami on Saturday afternoon, straight to South Beach, um, headed to a few bars to to have what the start of is a new new food, the, the taco sensation uh, that kind of took over the week really, and, and then watch college games on Saturday before heading up to Dolphin Stadium on the Sunday. Um, so we were hosted by a, a group, what they call themselves, the Fanatics, who were amazing, kind of absolutely like a brilliant group of blokes that have been having that same tailgating spot, the same car park since the early 90s, um, hosted a, with the most incredible food cooked right there in front of us, um, a, a few drinks, to say the least, um, all set up by James Elwood, US sports traveler. Um, again, well recommended. So anyone who's heading towards Miami to Dolphins games, then reach out to us or reach out to James uh, and they'll definitely look after you. Um, so, Charlie, let's talk about, um, well, I suppose that day overall, if you like, um, but but summarising the Dolphins game, how was it? I felt, we said this at the time, I felt like a kid on Christmas Day. So we woke up on the, the Sunday morning. Obviously, we'd, we'd been out for a couple of beers. We didn't have a, a mad one because we knew it was going to be a long day Sunday, but... Yeah, just waking up and and uh, having a little wander around Miami uh, Beach, and then got the Uber up to the stadium, and just just from that moment walking up to the stadium, seeing it in its glory, just it it was everything that I expected and more. Uh, there was just so much going on. Uh, little fan zone. We had a little walk around there, didn't we? Uh, got involved a couple of little uh, games, punting the ball through some inv- inflatable posts, and then uh, 
yeah, I had a wander around the store, uh, real tourists walking around the, the shop looking for things to buy. Uh, and then obviously the, the tailgate was uh, was just just made it. it just felt re- like we were part of the fans uh, and, and managed to soak up their enthusiasm as well. And then obviously the game kicked off and and uh, yeah, we know what happened from there. <laughs> well, yeah, let me let me play you just one of the legends really that we met, but Alan, uh, let me play you a clip from him uh, just with his prediction on the day for the Dolphins. All right, so we're about an hour uh, away from kickoff for the Broncos and Dolphins. The prediction is the Dolphins will win, my guess is by at least two touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill will have a big game, but I think that... Uh, Braxton Berrios will end up having an even bigger game today. So that's what we're going to look for today. Dolphins, as long as Tua stays healthy, headed to the Super Bowl, baby. Go fans! And there we have it. Um, so, Scully, um, I mean, Alan was right in the sense that Dolphins won, but um, but it, it was a much, much, much better game than, than even he could have predicted. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about the game from, from being in, there in the stadium. Unbelievable. I mean, every time Dolphins got the ball, it was like they were going to score. I mean, 10 touchdowns, didn't kick a field goal, 70 points. It, it was just unbelievable to be there. And um, yeah, I, I can't describe just, just how, how good it was. I mean, from, from start to finish the whole day, as, as you two have both said, the hospitality from, from Dave, from Alan, from Chris, especially the, the three of those really, really looked after us as 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 well as the others, um, we we never had a drink out of his hand. That was before the game, and then obviously in the stadium as well. Uh, they just do everything everything better, everything bigger in America. And to see a game like that, to to witness history like that, was uh, was unreal. Absolutely, absolutely unreal. So what an experience! I think as well, like for the actual game itself. It- well, it was the third play. I think the third play that Tyreek Hill was open and ran through for a touchdown. It got to a bit of a point, and then similar to last year, Scully, when we went and the the, uh, the Bengals blew out the Jets, it was a bit not deflating, but like we wanted a close game, we wanted a decent competitive game from both teams, and it got to a point where we were hoping that Broncos would catch up a little bit, but the Dolphins were just so good, they were kind of in competition with themselves just to try and beat that record of 72 points. Um, obviously, they came up short in the end, scoring 70 points and taking the win 70 to 20, um, which they could have finished it off with a field goal and taken those points. But from what it sounds like from Mike McDaniel, it doesn't want that sort of bad karma. They, uh, they're kind of taking advantage and, and kind of standing on the throat of the Broncos um, to take the overall point score record, despite the chance from the Dolphins fans. But... I guess from a fantasy side of things, uh, we'll talk about our teams individually shortly, but A-Chain, Mostart, they've all flown up the rankings. Tyreek Hill and Tua were up there anyway. Um, Broncos, apart from the defence, I guess, didn't do all that bad. The the Dolphins just looked electric. Um, I mean, the whole game, Charlie, I don't know what your thoughts were, but when, when the starters were getting rested, even by the end of the third quarter, like, it was a bit of a shame for us fans, but it, I mean, it didn't really slow the Dolphins down too much, did it? Not at all. It, it literally, it was like everything they touched it was, uh, turned into gold dust. They, they were just, it's like Scully said, it, they were pretty much scoring on every play. Every time they got the ball, 
but it wasn't just how good the Dolphins were. Like we, even though it was a, a bit of a blowout, obviously seventy twenty. The fact that we were there to see the highest score, we saw all those fantastic plays. But from the uh, Broncos side as well, I mean Marvin Mims had the uh, kick return touchdown as well. So there, there were just so many plays from uh, from Denver side as well. Uh, it, it was just awesome to be there as a fan. Um, and I think anybody that was there that's that's been there as a Dolphins fan and been going for years, that's clearly going to be one game that stands out for them. So I just feel lucky that uh, us three were there to, to be able to witness it in person. Absolutely. And as a neutral, unbelievable to, to be at that game. It was a proper party atmosphere as well, all the way through. I mean, there was the Mexican wave going off. Our new favourite chant, break the record. I mean... <laughs> It was it was just it was just incredible the whole the whole experience the whole day and uh, what a what a game to pick yeah for sure and uh, yeah some things don't live up to expectations or, or a lot in fact especially when the expectations were so high but but that day definitely did um, so so after that I guess we watched the the other games on TV uh, which again we'll talk about our teams and I'm sure we'll touch on a few of those games shortly but then we woke up the Monday uh, and. Hired the car straight away, 9am, um, got straight on the road, four, four and a half hours north uh, and went up to Tampa. So very quick turnaround, kind of dumping the bags in the hotel, um, quick freshen up and then straight out to the Buccaneers Stadium to Raymond James. And, and it wasn't any sort of tailgating organised that we attended at all, although be it, there was a hell of a lot going off, predominantly Eagles fans. And it felt quite strange to think, well, maybe the Bucks fans are in the other side of the stadium in a car park somewhere else it did feel like being there that it was kind of 50 50 between the books and the eagles going to raymond james uh but charlie another different but amazing stadium um and build up to that game yeah f- f- fantastic uh just to go to the stadium and very different to the experience we had with the dolphins Obviously, the Dolphins game, we were sat quite high up. We had a great view of the pitch and could see all the fantastic plays. Uh, we'd been involved with the fans and everything before and, and felt part of it. Whereas the, the Tampa game, we obviously we didn't get that build-up. Um, and I think, well, we were all exhausted. Um, so it, having to like rally ourselves around to, to get go, going and up for it. But once we got to the stadium, uh, it, it was just fantastic to be in there and... and see such an iconic stadium the fact we were sat so close obviously we're sat underneath the the pirate ship as well um i know uh, me and you watch well we, we were all stood watching the the players come out warm up and just to be that close to them it was a completely different experience but uh fantastic just to to see players that we watch on a on a weekly basis listen to to see them up close and and uh, i know i'd said to you a couple of times ash the you don't quite realise how big these guys are uh, until you are up close with them. Um, they're just enormous. They're absolute machines. Um, but because they're all massive, they don't look that big when you're watching them on, on telly. But uh, until you see them stood next to an average person, uh, yeah, then then you see just quite how, uh, how enormous uh, these guys are. Yeah, and a real talent. And like you say, kind of seeing it up close and, and getting in the stadium probably slightly earlier than we did the Dolphins game to watch those warm-ups, uh, watch some of the drop catches or the routines or whatever it might be. Um, it, just incredible. And, and the whole time that we were 
over in kind of South Florida, really, we were what, probably about 30, 32 degrees and absolutely sweltering heat. So when it did start raining at points throughout that game uh, for the Eagles and Bucks, like it, it wasn't any sort of distraction. I know normally it'd be, oh, well, let's run for a bit of shelter or do put a poncho on or whatever it might be, but not in the slightest, whether it was the atmosphere, the score, whatever was happening, unbelievable. Um, and then the game itself, Scully, so finished 25-11 to the Eagles, which Eagles were always favourite, albeit both teams at the time were 2-0. and um, 25-11, did you call that a, a fair game or a fair result for the game that we saw? Yeah, I think a fair reflection of, of the game and, and the two sides that, that were on display. But, uh, I mean, it's always going to be a bit of an anticlimax. It was never going to be a 70-20 game that we'd, that we'd seen the, the day before. But um, an enjoyable game just for, for different reasons. For me, it was more the atmosphere, the, the stadium, the fact that it was open air. We got rained on. The, the cannons went off every five minutes and we shat ourselves every time. <laughs> the, uh, the, I mean, you can feel the cannons going off. They, it, it was unbelievable. And, and like you said earlier, it was like a Philadelphia home game, especially where we were. It was all Philadelphia and, and they really, really get behind their team. And uh, yeah, fantastic again. Really, really enjoyed uh, that experience. Um, the game, yeah. Eagles are the Eagles. I mean, they, they 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 got it done, so no no complaints at all about about the game. I would have liked to see Baker play play a little bit better for a few more touchdowns, maybe not get the interception. But um, I guess you can't have everything in one weekend. Yeah, no, definitely not. But yeah, what what a game to finish on, and and yeah, for me, kind of that extra special. But it being the Eagles, now I've seen them for the first time. Now um, it was, yeah, it was it was great and. I I agree, even as an Eagles fan, a slight anticlimax in the sense that Baker didn't do quite so well. Mike Evans had a couple of drop catches, um, but overall, kind of you're going to see that. And we also saw kind of one, two kind of unbelievable interceptions as well, which we wouldn't have predicted quite as much either. So, so yeah, absolutely phenomenal time. Uh, and even though we've landed, what, 36 hours ago, 24 hours ago, um, still recovering um, and then back out uh, this weekend as well, which uh, which again we'll touch on a little bit later on. So looking back at our fantasy scores from week three for our rosters, uh, how did we do? So uh, Charlie, your team scored a hundred and nine points. And that was a loss against Wellham, who scored 135, taking you now to one and two. Um, I scored 125 points in a loss to Kyle, who scored 142. So I'm now two and one. And Scully scored just seven points more than me, but 132 points. And you beat Joe, who scored 99, taking you, which we still can't believe, to three and oh. Um, but so overall on the season for us, um, I've got two wins when we look at kind of uh, points scored or highest points scored between the three of us each week. Uh, I've got two wins. Scully's now got one and Charlie's still with a big fat goose egg uh, and all to play for in these upcoming weeks. Um, so Charlie, let's have a look at yours first. So uh, 109 points overall. Uh, again, like I said, kind of a loss to Wellham with 135. So not particularly close as it turned out. Um, slightly disappointing, I guess, with Baker, some of the hype around it, but just scored 12 points. Not Certainly not how it was meant to be. 
Um, but who else? Who else kind of underperformed for you and, and how could you have done better? The frustrating thing is if I'd have, if I'd have played my best lineup, uh, I would have won by two points. So, uh, yeah, frustrating again, not to be playing the right players. Um, big, big disappointment for me was Darren Waller. Um, I, I, it was obviously the the early game, the Thursday game, and I, I think I went went all FOMO, fear of missing out on, on him scoring big points and uh, put him in when I'd got Sam Laporte and, and everything was telling me to start him. And obviously Laporte goes out and scores 22. Um, it's just sod's law. But so, yeah, uh, big disappointment from Waller. Uh, Josh Kelly, I thought, might do something. Uh, came away with two points, so yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be coming away with wins if I'm, I've got players in there that are scoring single digit five and two. Uh, and then big surprise was the uh, the Cowboys defense. Obviously, that was a a shock result. Nobody expected the Cardinals to come away with the the W there, um, and for them to put up 28 points against uh, against the number one. Well, we we I think. Unanimous would say number one defense with with how they've been playing. Uh, just an absolute shocker. I think they they got two sacks, and that was pretty much everything they'd done all all, all game, which is uh, insane. So hopefully they turn that round this week. Uh, some decent scores, like I, I touched on Sam Laporta, and obviously uh, the the big standout was Devonte Adams with an absolute monstrous week. Uh, Forty. Or was it 42? 42 points. So, uh, yeah, still some positives. Obviously, Mike Evans uh, still still plodding along, doing well. We saw him drop a touchdown uh, live just in front of us, only a few yards away, which was absolutely gutting just at the start of the game. Uh, obviously, I had Baker starting as well. Uh, so that would have been... That would have been interesting if, if they'd have made that catch. Obviously, he, he got a, a touchdown later in the game, but if that had started the game off like that, I think at that point, the uh, the Bucks would have taken the lead. Would have been interesting to see if, uh, how the game would have panned out uh, had he made that catch. But uh, yeah, I'm still positive going into into next week. And a couple of big waiver wire moves as well for you. So picking up CJ Stroud... Um, and then Josh Palmer as well. So a couple of popular waiver wire choices that you managed to pick up. Are they going? They going straight in? Uh, no, I'm going to. Uh, obviously, I dropped Baker because uh, I had a massive smack in the face of reality that it's still Baker Mayfield, um, and yeah, he, he's not going to be in my team. So yeah, I picked up CJ. Um, I think he's looked good. He's thirteenth uh, ranked quarterback overall. I'm not expecting him to have a, a great game this week against the Steelers, uh, or hoping he doesn't have a great game against the Steelers. Uh, and I'm I'm giving my uh, my man Justin Fields one last shot. If he can't do it against the Broncos, then he can't do it against anybody. So uh, if he doesn't do it this week, I think uh, he, he might have to sit on my bench until he turns his game around. And then uh, it'll be a probably a Sunday decision between. DJ Moore and uh, and Josh Palmer. I was happy to pick him up though, obviously with the the injury uh, that they've got at wide receiver. Hopefully, he should be the benefactor of that. Um, is it Mike Williams who's who's torn his ACL? Obviously, it's not great, not great for them. But hopefully, 
Palmer can step up into that role um, and we'll see come game time. I know whichever one I'll choose will probably be the wrong one and uh, whoever I leave on my bench will, uh, will have an absolutely enormous day. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Well, hopefully for you, Josh Palmer works out better than Josh Kelly um, as in, in kind of Eckler's backup. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll certainly see. Um, okay, so looking at my team, so like I said, kind of 125 points and I lost to Kyle uh, who scored 142. So not overly close, but there was a few things that, that happened and what I could have done. Um, so it's a bit of a last minute decision, really. And genuinely, kind of, we were going up the escalator up to our seats to see who was active, who was inactive. Uh, Aaron Jones was the questionable one. And it turns out that he was inactive. So I had to put someone else. And I was it was a toss up, really, between either Dalvin Cook or Rashawn Johnson. Looking back now, I, I didn't even consider A-Chain. Um, He'd scored a total of, I think, 1.9 points in in week one, week two. So uh, so he, he was definitely one to just sit on my bench and he might have a part to play in the Dolphins' offence later on in the season. Did not even consider starting him. but So for him to score 50 points, um, it would have easily given me the win, but that was never even an option. So so he's there. He's, he's on my bench still, A-Chain. I think he's got the potential to do... 20 plus points, uh, maybe most games really, if the Dolphins offense keeps being what it is and the rushing offense is what it is, especially until Jeff Wilson gets back. But um, but I'm not sure how how likely that'll be. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, uh, the Lions will have played the Packers, so we'll know whether or not Aaron Jones was fit and active for that game. So, so as a time of recording Thursday evening, I'm not sure whether he's going to be in for this week coming or not either. Um. Other ones on my bench that didn't score well. So Nico Collins, a bit like you were saying, Charlie, with CJ Stroud, kind of good quarterback and looks like a good offense. Um, and loads of passing, not so much for Damian Pierce, but loads of points for the receivers. So Collins, now Tank Dell, Robert Woods, all good pickups. Inconsistent, I feel like, but um, but good to have in there as backups and needed. Um, so yeah, so not too much other than that big one of A-Chain that I did leave on my bench that I possibly could have regret- regretted. Um, and then, yeah, looking ahead to next week, no waiver wire pickups at all. Uh, but Alvin Kamara's back. So it's looking like I'm probably going to start him and he's going to go straight in. But again, slightly more out of desperation than actually believing he's going to do too much this week. Um, but again, uh, I think looking at it is, like we said, kind of the Bears playing against the Broncos. So we saw what the Dolphins did uh, against the Broncos last week. So if the Bears do half as much as that, then it might be worth me starting Rashad Johnson. But um, but again, that'll definitely be a Sunday decision, no matter what happens. And Scully, uh, so yeah, so you took the win uh, both uh, head-to-head and also against us three, uh, 132 points. Uh, so- solid week from a few of your players. Um, talk us through them. Yeah, really good week. Outperformed uh, the, the projection. So I think I was projected to, to only get about 102 points or something like that. And Obviously, to outscore that by 30 points is as good. Um, it was really down to Kenneth Walker, who kind of led that, if you like. He had a big day, 97 rushing yards, 59 receiving yards, and, and two touchdowns. So, um, excellent. I think he's now running back three in the, in the rankings in, in our fantasy league. So, uh, excellent, excellent pickup. And then, um, yeah. Steady, steady, really. 
Cleveland Browns defense. I'm so glad I picked these because it just gives me um, an opportunity to speak about them each week, especially as they're playing like they are at the moment. I mean, Miles Garrett, 3.5 sacks. Uh, what, what an absolute monster that man is. Uh, but three point points allowed this week again. Uh, five sacks in total, 15 points for that defense. So um, I know it's only a defense, but any opportunity I'm going to get to speak about these this this season as, as things stand. I'm not going to get too carried away, but I absolutely am getting very carried away about this defense. And then Amari Cooper, another big week for him is actually season high in terms of receiving yards, 116 yards, and he, he got a touchdown as well. He should have had another touchdown, don't know if you've seen it, but his foot is inbounds and it gets called dead. It's a shocking call, but um, it, it is what it is. But 24.6 points for, for him. And then uh, my man Amon Rasent Brown, again, another good week, which he just he's just so consistent. It's his uh, uh, second game in a row, I think, now with, with over 100 receiving yards. He's got 102 yards from nine catches um, last week and 19.6 points. Again, he plays he plays today, so uh, he's going nowhere. Usually I'm a little bit on the fence about about the Thursday night game, but but not with that man. He's uh, he's well and truly in that in that side starting to tonight, and and hopefully get me some points for when I wake up in the morning. But uh, yep, yeah, overall really pleased with uh, how the team performed, and again three and zero. Yeah, and a big week for you. So I guess what three and zero, and against Midi, it was also three and zero, and and a couple of stats which uh, I know I know you're both keen on. Um, so, Scully, you've now moved up a place. You've now got the fourth lowest points total overall. Um, and then if we look into it a little bit further, there's been the least amount of points scored against you. Um, and the difference between you with the first lowest against you and the third lowest against you, there's a difference of 40 points there. So just shows how little points has been scored against you. Um, so, so, so well played. Strength of the schedule. You've worked it well. So let's now turn our attention to week four uh, and the first of, of several games outside of the US. Then uh, this one is in Wembley, which, which we're all attending um, on Sunday. So Jags against the Falcons. Um, so I think what was anticipated to be a massive game before the start of the season, it's probably dampened expectations a little bit with the Jags slightly underperforming. Um, and the Falcons, barring one player, have uh, been pretty similar as well, actually. But Scully, I'll come to you first. Um, so let's have a look at the Falcons and who do you like or, or, or don't like from a fantasy point of view for the Falcons this weekend? I think you've just said it. I mean, before the season, this was an exciting offence or had the potential to be an exciting offence. It was what Desmond Ridder is, is going to show up. He hasn't. He needs to perform better. I mean, I'm hoping that we're going to get to see something from him this weekend. But... Um, Disappointing so far from him. Uh, Kyle Pitts, what year is he in now? Is this his third year? Is he actually going to start living up to the potential? Again, he's so much potential coming out of college and um, he's not really doing anything. Drake London, similar. I mean, has he had one big week? Was it week two? He had a decent week. Um, It's done, again, nothing really. 
So quite quite disappointed. But for me, if I'm going to say anything that I'm excited about, it's the clear one, which is Bijan Robinson. I mean, he looks unbelievable. Um, he's been the the spark on on that team and on that offense. I'm really looking forward to to seeing him. And then personally, because I've got him in my side and I've spoke about him previously, I really like him. Had him last year, Tyler Agia. So he's the one that I'm most excited to see on this uh, on this offense obviously other than Bijan Robinson, but for different reasons. I want Tyler Agia to, to have a day and, uh, and score me some points. So he's going straight in my starting lineup. And um, yeah, I'm still optimistic this is going to be a, a good game. Yeah, let's open it. And I totally agree. I think Bijan's got the potential to be that superstar, um, I guess he's throughout his career, but especially against this Jags defense, um, he could be the one superstar that... Um, kind of casual NFL fans maybe that might be turning up or even just watching it on TV on Sunday afternoon. Um, they'll be the ones thinking, who's that guy? <laughs> What's he all about? Where's he come from? Um, Charlie, what about the Jags? Same sort of story or anyone anyone else in particular stands out? I think it'd be a tough tough game in terms of fantasy for, for both teams. Uh, like Scully said, not a great deal on, on the Falcons. Probably I, I would have said those two. And probably nobody else. Um, and then in terms of the Jags, I mean the Falcons they've they've got a good defense. Um, I, I I think they've they've got aspects of the game covered where people will score. So yeah, I, I think it'll be a difficult game for them. I think the t- the two players for me um, first off would be Travis Etienne. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, Hopefully they can get involved, uh, get him involved in the passing game. Um, he's been averaging sort of five, three, five targets a game. If he can up that, um, obviously in our PPR league, that that benefits him massively in terms of scoring in, for fantasy. But I mean, he, he's not he's not done bad. He's seventy seven yards rushing, forty yards rushing, eighty eight yards rushing. So not enormous games, but steady what you'd be happy with from a from a running back in fantasy of either an rb1 or uh rb2 if you're lucky enough to, to have somebody uh, have one of the superstars and have him secondary to that uh, but i think it, it he'll have a good game and then the other one uh is it's a it's a bit of a uh well return to his old team calvin ridley um falcons had sort of built the or they'd hyped him up to be their number one guy, didn't they? Uh, traded players away, made him the focal point, and then all, all this nonsense with the gambling, and they just sort of tossed him aside, sent him to the jag. So I think he's probably got a bit of a bee in his bonnet uh, playing against his old team. I, I think he, he could have a big game with that in mind. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a great receiver. He had a couple of drops last week. Um, so obviously need to sort that out, but I think his head's going to be fully focused on this game. So uh, yeah, uh, hoping for a, a big game from him as well. Yeah, and in- inevitably it will be. I think the storylines there, isn't it? Uh, and just to kind of double down on that one as well. Um, I've got Christian Kirk, so um, he'll inevitably get kind of one target, drop it, uh, and they'll be Ridley this t- this week that uh, that goes off and scores a bunch of points. Um, but regardless of all of that, I guess the, the third game that we'll have been to see within the space of a week, really, really looking forward to it. Um, I haven't been down to Wembley to see a game for, for a few years. I know you boys went last year. 
so, so yeah, looking forward to seeing it and seeing what it's all about and, and another two new teams as well. So let's uh, let's see how they get on this weekend and then we'll, uh, we'll catch up on all that the following week. And that's that. As always, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and share it with your fellow fantasy enthusiasts. But until next time, may your waiver wire pickups be gold and your touchdowns be plentiful. See you on the next one.